This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And welcome to part two of the podcast, where we're going to talk about an historic night in Mansfield, where the 11 legends took the club to the first ever quarterfinal of the competition. Before we get into it, let me eat a little bit of humble pie because I'm a bit hungry. I was fuming after Saturday, as you could tell from the podcast. Um, I did and was very much in the Crosby out camp. Last night, 11 players went out there and showed that they were fighting for the manager. Sometimes when a manager's coming to the end, you can see that the players aren't playing for him. That certainly wasn't evident last night. And Crosby's won a lot of people back. Yes, 90 minutes doesn't change what happened Saturday and doesn't change the run of form we're on. However, it puts the foundation there. And for me, a big foundation's been laid to let's go forward now. We've all heard the stories of John Rudge was one game away from the sack and that was a cup game which he won and he went on to have 15 years as manager. Alex Ferguson was a game from the sack. And I'm not saying Crosby was a game from the sack, by the way. I'm just saying that pressure was building a lot. A cup game come. And then players were certainly on team Andy Crosby last night and put everything out there for him. And the fans, I thought, were fantastic from minute one to the end. There was some times when you've been on the run of form we have, there's a little bit of disgruntlement. I thought the fans were excellent, got right behind the lads and were the 12th man. And what a night it was. I'm joined by Tom and Andy. Tom can eat a little bit of humble pie later when we get to a certain, ooch, there it is. Andy, any humble pie for you? Uh, probably. Although, to be fair, I, I I don't dislike Andy Crosby. I like a lot of what he does. He just has to... We have to see that more often rather than Saturday. Um, if if we carry on playing like that, I've got absolutely no complaints. He can stay as long as he wants. Yeah, definitely. And Saturday was a little bit of an anomaly, but I think on the back of the nine hours without a goal, the form we were on, it kind of all come to a head. Tom, that was more of what we were accustomed to at the start of the season. There's still one or two little issues that we need iron out, such as actually putting the ball in the net more regularly. And I think we saw that again last night. But the performance overall was, it was something else. And for me, probably the performance of the season over 90 minutes. Well, well, 
the the one thing we need. What humble pie am I eating? Big Ooch was a nuisance last night. He was shit again. Sod off. He's got a touch like a trampoline. I think the one time he actually went and did... Uh, no, twice. Twice, sorry. Mine was... Twice, when he actually... Before the ball came to him, he knew what he was doing. And he actually rolled the defender. Everything else bounced off him. It was round his head, it was round his arms, it was up, in, up his shirt. Uh, no, not changing my mind over that, pal. Not a chance. Yeah, go not back Mansfield chance. today. Right, so the, my point was, right, the closest he's come to a goal for us was when he tried to cross it and he hit the crossbar. So he didn't even mean to shoot. And he's come as close to... Don't well, fucking try and tell me he was having a shot because I'm not no, having him on for Sundays. No, he wasn't. But what he did last night was got the ball in and managed to move us up the pitch and keep us up the pitch. He held the ball up. He let the midfielders get further up the pitch, get around him. And he's at go back Mansfield today to take Aidan Flint back. He didn't realise uh, he was still in his pocket. Uh, you're giving him more credit than I would have from last night, I'll be honest. Uh, I, he, yeah, there was a few occasions where he held it up. But for a bloke of his weight and size, he should be holding it up every time. And don't get me wrong, Aidan Flint, yeah. He's a brilliant centre-half, actually. I thought he played quite well for them last night. Um, but, no, I think we'll get to what I think is the reason why we got higher up the pitch um, yesterday. Um, but, no, like you said, uh, it was so much more better. It was so much better. It was so much more committed. Um, there was... Two or three players, uh, arguably definitely two, that came into the starting eleven who weren't in the squad Saturday, who um, absolutely like reinvented us almost last night. Ben Garrity doing what he does. That's uh, unbelievable. Don't think there was a yeah. Don't think don't think there was a blade of grass he didn't cover, uh, and he didn't look knackered come the end. He looked like he could have gone another forty-five. Um, and also Jason Lowe, because I thought yeah. I, I wasn't dead sure when I saw him in the middle of the three. Um, but then I had absolutely no worries all night with him being in there. Yeah, no, um, he, he was excellent. And as we go through the pod, there's going to be some unsung heroes because there's another one that comes to mind that won't get all the credit. But I thought Andy Big Jess, I thought, was unbelievable last night. Yeah, he put in a big shift, didn't he? Um, what, what really impressed me about him was um, he won so many first balls, particularly defensive corners. He seemed like he, he got pretty much everyone. I think they tried to target him early on in the game as well, just with little balls over the top and diagonals, and I think they had to give up that because they realised they weren't getting any change out of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was, and there's a few, we'll go through them in a minute. So, Super Veil Away, brought to you by Andy PBFC's Taxis. As I said, he's already at Go Back Mansfield today, delivered Aidan Flint after Rooch got him out his back pocket when he got home, didn't realise he was still there. Tom doesn't look impressed. The Veil fans loved it. Tom didn't. But what a win it was. Um, let's go through the stats before we go into the game. Finish Mansfield nil, Vale 1. The star man, Alfie Devine, after 50 minutes, put it in. Um, great strike, and we'll go talk about that. Um, stats for the game. Possession was actually 50-50, which it didn't feel like that to me, but there we go. Possession was 50-50. However, as we always say, what to do with the ball. Last night, eight shots for Mansfield with just the one on target. 17 shots for Vale with seven on target. 
clear-cut chance is just the one which went the way of the veil. I don't know which one that one, because Alfie Devine wants a clear-cut chance. I would was say probably Ollie Arblasters when he hit the post, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That makes sense. Vale had 13 corners to Mansfield's five. Seven block shots to Mansfield's 14. Tackles one was exactly 16-16. Aerial duels won 17. Mansfield 18. Vale. So the stats, Andy, really point towards a dominating Vale display. Certainly how it felt from inside the ground, wasn't it? Although I must admit, as we go through this, let's just caveat it with, I couldn't see fucking anything at the other end of the pitch the first 20 minutes when that miss was down. But it did lift a little bit after that. Yeah, and I mean, my eyesight is getting worse and worse, as, as I found out as the night went on. Um, particularly now it's dark early. <laughs> started having to wear my glasses again, which I thought I could get away without. Um, so yeah, I had absolutely no idea what was going on that that end of the pitch, but yeah, I think we were very very comfortable. As soon as he got in the ground, you thought you never got the feeling that it was going to be a, a a crisis or one of those games where it all was going to come to a head. And if 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 we'd had a bad start in the game, maybe it would have turned out differently. But you never had that sense that it was going to be that sort of night, did you? No, no, you definitely well. I didn't after kick-off. Before the game, if you'd have asked me, I probably did. But as soon as the ball got rolling, Tom, we dominated from start to finish, didn't we? And from first kick, you thought, yeah, we're in control here. Which really I probably surprised me because, let's, yeah, Mansfield were a league below, but they've gone 19 games undefeated this season. Yeah, I'll be honest, I thought they, um, they, I thought they were a bit, gave us a little bit too much respect first kind of five, ten minutes. Yeah. They let us get on the ball, and um, and it appeared last night that, uh, particularly with Alfie, Ojo, and Ollie, the more they got on the ball, the more confident they got, and the more they grew into the game. And um, as they as they carried on, it, but it got to the point where they were hitting levels then that the Mansfield players couldn't compete with. Um, you look how easy Alfie Devine went past their lad for the goal. Um, the amount of times first half he was he was running just straight kind of from left to right on the pitch just carrying the ball um, and that also allowed Ollie then to, to to move into spaces I think there was a gen, there was an obvious change of plan last night that Alfie was going to sit deeper than Ollie for me um, and I thought it, it it helped for both of them because I thought it allowed Alfie Devine to get on the ball a lot more than he has been doing uh, and show why he is actually considered, he's like rated so highly, uh, because I don't think he gave the ball away once. Um, there was a couple of times when we played through their midfield and Ollie was, Ollie was uh, the one receiving it and then he can get on the half turn and get at the, get towards the strikers. Um, and I thought, yeah, I th- to be fair, we didn't look troubled. I've just watched, I think, two minutes of highlights. Um, apart from the save from Connor in the first half, I think their only second half highlight really was the um, where there was. I'm not going to say a mix-up, but it was just a bit of it. It just didn't really come off orders, and they got down the line in the last minute, and they clipped it in, and Ripley caught it, and that was as close as they came. Yeah, the only um, other one I can think of is where 
they got through one on one. Oh yeah, and Ripley came and out, didn't he? Ripley yeah. came out, but when you see it back, Ripley didn't actually save it because Smithy already got a block in, so we never got as far as Ripley. Oh, fair it, Ripley and Smith both went in together. Yeah. And to be fair, on the night I thought great save Ripley, but actually when you watch it back, Smithy great block. Yeah. No. Um, but Ripley yeah, gave him we... absolutely nothing to aim at though. No, we didn't. No, he was out quick, covered the angle, and even if Smithy hadn't been there, I fancy Ripley made the save. I think he is very good with that. He kind of waits for the for the extra touch from the player. So then by the time he's got to it to have a shot the second time, he's right on top of him then and you know, it's not a he's out he's he hasn't got all the time in the world to make a decision kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no one with you. And how we're going to do this tonight is I'll talk to you about each player as we normally do and then once you've both spoke Johnny has texted me through his ratings. Has he managed to watch it from Vienna? Does that mean anything to you, Andy? It means nothing to me. means nothing to you. <laughs> I've never been to Vienna. I've been to Austria. I absolutely love Austria. been to Salzburg, been to Innsbruck. Been up, never been up that end of the country, though. So um, I wouldn't mind going at some point. Yeah, well, Johnny will give you all about it after. To be fair, with him being in Vienna, he didn't. Text me pre-match thoughts when the team come out. So, my initial thoughts, and it's easy to say this in hindsight, isn't it? But I thought it's the first time we're going to see Ojo, Ollie, and Alfie all on this pitch together at the same time. And fucking hell, it was a joy to watch them three, wasn't it? And then you add in Ben Garrity's work rate, and that's not discounting him, but them three looked after the ball and then let Garrity go and run shit out the defenders, didn't they? Um, that, 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 for me, last night, I think... Uh, Johnny said it in the group is yeah we all like having two strikers up front but you you can't drop either four of them if they're playing like that they're just simply unplayable poor old Chissy's got to try to get back in who probably would have started last night if he wasn't suspended Uh, well you know I think there seems to be a little bit of a little bit of a trend with our attacking midfielders at the minute is um, we we scored in blocks. You know, we, Chizzy scored his his goals at the start of the season. Uh, then he's died off. Then Ben scored his in was it five five and four four and like, five games some, or something. Yeah, something like um, that. And now we've got Alfie Divine has got um, two in the last two. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think. But the way they were playing last night, I can't see how. how how you can change the four of them because they were absolutely outstanding. Yeah, no, I can't. And cup seasons here, ready for the FA Cup. Andy, quadruple still on, isn't it? Yeah, European tour still on next year. We were talking about what grounds you fancy going to. Um, you know, do you want to go to Braga? Do you want to go to Fiorentina, um, Tallinn, anywhere like that? You know, it's still on, isn't it? We're still technically with a chance of European football next year. Well, I tell you what, we've got more chance of winning the Carabao Cup than Arsenal have. They've just gone out 3-1 at West Ham. The odds on Vale winning this season's Carabao Cups are now considerably shorter than Arsenal's, than Man City's, than Tottenham's, than Stoke's. We're massive. We're going to win this fucking Tim Pot thing. I'm just going to have a quick, quick look at the odds. Before so tonight's matches, Vale were 500-1 to 1 and were the least favourites out of the, what, 6, 12... 14 sides in it at that point because obviously tonight's games hadn't kicked off at that point. We were 500 to 1. 
I don't know what we are now, but there we go. But yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Super Vale away. Um, Johnny hasn't sent me a mark for Crosby and the coaching staff, so I'll step in. After I absolutely obliterated him on Saturday, and yeah, raw emotion, typical football fan, heat of the moment, react to what's happened, not just in the ninth minutes, but the nine games before, and that called for him out. 10 out of 10 last night, got the side set up spot on, Mansfield couldn't cope with us, the energy in the midfield, the control on the ball in the midfield, Sangi getting forward down the right, Uchi is the battering ram up front, and only criticism is we need to take his chances more, but apart from that, it was 10 out of 10 for the coach, after subs, they didn't over-sub and make us weaker, when Uchi's race really was run, Lofty come on, and then Cass came on for Deb at the end, who took a wallop to the head, and fingers crossed he's okay for Saturday. So, yeah, okay, I'm being excessive, but I think they've earned it after the run of form we're on. Crosby was under big, big pressure last night, and he took a big set of balls to put a team out, and he took a big set of balls for the players. Great performance all round, 10 out of 10 from the coaching staff from me. Tom, anything to add? Uh, no, I, I thought, like you said, I thought they got it... Um... Got everything pretty spot on last night. It was, um, we, we kind of discussed in the ground. Is there, I think after the, when he, he changed Lofty. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of spoke to a few people around me and I was thinking, is there any other change that you'd make? And we, between all of us, we, we couldn't see what, who you would replace without an injury or why you would need to replace him because everyone was playing that well. Um, so it was credit to Crosby that he didn't just start changing it for the sake of handing out 10, 15 minutes of game time here and there. It's, you know, it's, we're not in a position where we need to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's paid off. Yeah. With you, Andy, anything else to add? Just that, um, we were really brave and we managed to, um, out, I thought we outclassed them in the midfield. Really, the sort of the, you know the three midfielders you mentioned, just absolutely got on the ball, drove with the ball, really positive runs being made outside the ball. You know, we we criticised on Saturday for players hiding. You know, no, nobody hid last night, okay. and I think well, what was said in the ground anyway is that probably where you can see that we had a bit more quality than them in midfield was the amount of second balls that we won and all the loose balls and everything they were always falling to a veil player and I think that's down to just having a bit more football intelligence just a little, little bit more class on on display uh, where we needed it yeah no I think that's fair I think that's fair so Ref Watch brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk Andy, you've got your glasses out now. If you should break them, you can send them to repair-glasses.co.uk and it'll fix them for you. Ref watch for me, and I've spoke about it a couple of times this season where I've said it's a mark for the ref or a mark for the team of officials. I'm going to have to give two markings out tonight, one for the ref and one for the team of officials. The ref, 8 out of 10. I thought overall was excellent. Let the game flow. Really good with his foul recognition. He is a Premier League ref, so you'd expect that. But yeah, let it flow. For me, the ref didn't favour either side. Slight criticism, I thought, their lad in midfield, number 40, was it? Could have got booked for persistently infringing the laws of the game. 
And if I wasn't a Vale fan, I'd have probably wanted Deborah booked for the amount of time he was taking on the throw-ins once we were 1-0 up. And I'd have probably booked him myself. So, yeah, some slight criticism for the ref. But overall, I thought the ref had an excellent game. 8 out of 10. Let's go on to the penalty shouts. The one against... Well, the one that Smithy appealed for in the first half. Obviously, it was the other end of the pitch. There was a lot of fog. Couldn't tell on the night, but there were strong appeals. I've seen the video back. That's never a penalty for me. Never in a million years. In this day and age, the way the handball law is, every right to appeal for it. But for me, not a penalty. The one at the end could have been given. The one where Garrity's running at him and the ball bounces and clearly comes off an hand. And for me, the hand in an unnatural position. And for me, we probably could have had a penalty there. It's not what I call a stonewaller by any stretch of the imagination. But for me, probably is a penalty. A mark for the officials overall, I'm going to have to go down to six. Because that offside that they give against Mansfield in the second half is an absolute fucking joke. And I'd be seething if that was given against us. However, I can't mark the ref down for that because the lines person's giving it, not the ref. So, I can't mark the ref down. So, yeah, overall, I thought the ref was excellent. And why do we get shit refs in League One? Andy, anything to add on the ref? Not really, no. Um, it's just that, I mean, that offside, people were saying, was it a foul? Was it some sort of off-the-ball thing? I don't know. Um, it, it was a strange one. The assistant definitely flagged and Aidan Flint got booked for sprinting over towards the assistant protesting. And in all fairness, I don't agree with remonstrating with officials that aggressively, but I can certainly understand why he did. Well, there's two of them having a go. And yes. I think Aidan Flint distracted the other one from getting the yellow card. Probably should have booked both. Was it a lady uh, lines person? Was it an assistant? It was. A female assistant referee. I mean, I couldn't really tell anyway, like eyesight or fog or whatever. But yeah, but yeah, uh, hey ho, you know, swings and roundabouts. We'd, we'd, we'd do a bit of a rub, you know, rub of the green. We are in all fairness, and the only defence I'd give her is maybe she couldn't spot the white shirt in the mess. But Tom, anything to add on the officials? No, I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. The, the penalty uh, of the, the Garrity one was definitely a penalty for me. Um. Thought the referee was was decent. I think, um, I think their fans would probably say he wasn't that great. But I, I also think, particularly in cup games, you almost get um, we we our 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 players were quicker than theirs. Mm. So a lot of the time it gets a bit frustrating because it feels like they're giving a lot of niggly fouls against you. But it's purely just based, you know, it'd be exactly the same if we play Newcastle. Because they'll, you know, um, they'll be a lot quicker than us. Um, and, you know, we could be playing Newcastle because they've just, just gone 3-0 up. So, uh, yeah, that one's on. I don't think Manchester United's going to be on. Everton's um, just gone 3-0 up as well. So, could have a good descent. It looks like we could be going to see 2-7 chance. With a Merseyside. There's a yeah. two and seven chance we're up in the northeast. Obviously, we could be at home as well. But yeah, there we and go. it's not going to be Ipswich as well. And it's not going to be Ipswich, which is a massive bonus, let's be fair. I'll be honest, I don't really want it to be Fulham either. We went there in the League no. Cup not so long back and lost six, I think. Six nil, yeah. Yeah, but if, if it's got to be one of them, then at least it can be London. London yeah. before Christmas. It's a bit of a day out. Night out. 
doesn't matter I've got no holidays left, but I am. <laughs> see, see what we can do there. But yeah, let's get into the players. Let's talk about it. What a night it was. Absolutely fantastic from the Vale. Um, let's start with in goal, and I'll start with top right, and then we'll alternate like that. So top right on my screen is Andy. Super Connor Ripley's in goal. Only had the one save, mate, but fantastic save and calm all night. I'm top right on my screen as well. Um, yeah, um, really important save when, you know, that could have turned the game against us in the first half. And um, the one where he just narrows the angle and even if he doesn't get a touch on it, that's just really good goalkeeping for all the reasons Tom spoke about earlier. Just, just the way he just smells it, just picks his moment then, bang, he's in there. Um, yeah, he's always bright. He's always looking for an angle. If if the back three have got the ball, then he's always available. Um, clean, pretty much with with most of his handling. There was one he punched in the second half that was a bit gave me kittens a little bit, but all in all, I'm happy with him. Yeah, Tom. Uh, yeah, um, I, I mean. The the save in the first half was a brilliant save. Whilst it was straight at him, I think there was still there's still a level of reaction that has to be um, attributed to that. Um, but no, last night he seemed a little bit more of the uh, the Conor Ripley that we wanted to sign. That you know he was confident, he was strong, um, he looked comfortable. I think there was. Was there one just across at some point where he flat? He kind of, he almost made a save from across, um, down the far end. Um, yeah, that's the then, one that I get that yeah, I didn't. I can't quite work, work out what he was, whether he just lost his bearings of where he was, or he just couldn't reach it at the last minute, or yeah, um, in, in the end he didn't drop to anyone. So it was yeah, right. but I think. Um, Specifically, I mean the the height, the the very last one that I mentioned earlier that he he it was shown on the highlights. <clears throat> the height he took that cross at was pretty pretty magnificent because it was you know it was it was he took it re- at the ball's highest point, which yeah, um, is it, normally a sign of confidence of a goalkeeper as well. Um, so yeah, fantastic for me last night. I'd probably. I'd probably say seven. Yeah. Great performance. Let's see what Johnny says. Um, so I've got the message up really once it's overrated. It. Johnny said. Ripley, eight. Brilliant save first off. Commanded his area excellently in the second. So, yeah. Weather's all in. He's just so calm having goal into him. The fans love him. He loves the fans. Super Connor Ripley taking us into Europe. Moving on, Tom, right to the back three. We've already touched on our thought he was excellent. And he's made some recovery after his debut at Bristol Rovers, his starting debut. Big Jess. He looks like he's going to be some player for the Vale. Yeah, um, really good game last night. Um, looked like maybe having a few games has really helped him out a little bit. Um, won his headers, uh, looked confident on the ball. Um, there was a, there's a couple of times I think there was uh, one in the first half where he actually made the tackle where their lad was 
kind of bearing down on him and tried to twist and, twist and turn him up a little bit. Um, but he seems so confident and relaxed that he almost kind of says, go on then, run, run, go at me, go at me all you want. But I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna drop off and then I'm just gonna nick in just before you trying to pull the trigger. And at times it was a bit, go on then, go on, make a tackle, make a tackle. Um, but that's something that I'll get used to watching him and knowing that's what he does. You know, I probably wouldn't be as confident watching centre halves pull people around like Nathan Smith does if I wasn't used to Nathan Smith doing it mm. all the time. So it's something to get used to. Um, but no, fantastic last night. Probably give Jesse an A. Yeah. Andy? Yeah. Um, all that, really. Um, like I said earlier, you know, he won some big headers, particularly um, we had a few defensive set pieces in the first half, and, and he, he won. He made the first contact on on about three or four that was really sort of important just, just in terms of us not conceding, because you expect, you know, you play against a lower league team, you set pieces are going to be probably their bread and butter for, for trying to get a goal against us. So very happy um, with him. He's, um, you know, he's, he's a bit of a step up for him and he's he's working hard at it. So I'm just pleased that um, he's, he's he's getting there. He's still, you know, you're a little bit uncomfortable with him in certain situations, but he's he's, he's getting better and he's on a, he's on a upward uh, learning curve, isn't he? Yeah, massively. And what I like about him is all of a sudden you think a man's gone past him and just this big long leg comes out of nowhere, gets the ball and he's away. And he's very calm with the ball at his feet, quick. Really like the look of Deb. I think he's going to develop into a real good player. Johnny's thoughts on last night. Obviously, Johnny watched on the telly, so probably saw better than us on the stand. Because as we say, the times we couldn't see and those of you there will know. Deb, eight, top performance. Look quick, comfortable with the ball, a real gem. There we go. His name was Deborah. Deborah. Moving on, Andy, middle of the back three. And when I was going to talk about ref watch, one I forgot was Jason Lowe's tackle in the first half, where he took the ball, left the man lane, and the ref just said, get on with it, he's won the ball. A League Two ref had a crumble because a Mansfield play was rolling around as though he'd been shot. As soon as he realised the ref wasn't given, he got up and carried on. Fantastic refereeing and fantastic tackle from Jason Lowe. I love the bloke. He just looks so calm and comfortable, doesn't he? Yeah, my view of that in the ground, watching it live, was that he'd gone through the player to get to the ball. So I was, I thought he got away with one there, but I, I could be wrong. He's, he's on the pitch side video, and I've not really watched it properly because I've only watched I it have. on my phone. For me, he gets the ball and then the man. Right. And it, it's, it was hard to see from from where we were in that yeah. fog. Could anything could have happened. But yeah, I think I think one of the best things is you know you didn't really notice him, you didn't really notice him get into any trouble. He was just there, and he, he's just steady and, and he's using all of his experience. Um, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't have him in, in the back three at some point before now. But I suppose he, he was. I think he played right in the back three at Doncaster in that friendly, got injured, and yeah. then he then dropped out of the plans for a bit. So. Um, yeah, he's going to be an important figure, really, just just because he is that experienced, and he'll he'll, he'll just hold it together and, and bring a few younger lads through and talk them through the game. Um, 
not much more to say really other than he's just very comfortable on the ball um knows where he needs to be off the ball and um very happy with him he just just seems like a, a player who's who's got the experience got the know-how and, and he just um he, he's just very quietly effective yeah tom yeah uh actually rapidly becoming one of my uh more favoured players. Um, I think he's becoming a crucial part of that back three because of his experience. Um, he's talking. Uh, he's, he's not the quickest. He's not the strongest. He's not the tallest. But positionally, he's always in the right place, it seems. Um, and yeah, I thought, I thought again, outstanding again last night. Uh, I was... A little bit worried, like I said, when I saw him um, in the middle of the back three. Um, but I, you know, he 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 was brilliant and there, won his headers, uh, marshaled the defence well, takes that pressure off Smithy a little bit to be the main organiser. Doesn't need that pressure on him. Um, and yeah, uh, brilliant from him. I didn't see the tackle that, or or I can't remember the tackle that you're both alluding to. Um, but I did briefly nip and get a drink. So I don't know if maybe I missed it whilst I was there. Yeah. Was that before or after you beat young Joe at pool? Ah, uh, that was uh, after. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just um, bought the check. Got him back because he beat me in dominoes on Sunday, didn't he? So. Yeah, yeah. Just he beat me in dominoes on Sunday, gave me a little wink. Yeah. And then, uh, so I thought I better destroy his confidence. Yeah, and you did. I've just been told we're down to 210 to 1 on Betfair. We're winning the fucking thing, aren't we? <laughs> Come right in. Fucking we've, winning it. We've got, some, um, some Man United fans have just put some money on us, haven't they? Just <laughs> <laughs> All the well, full times are in, apart from Man United who are 3-0 down. Yes, so, I've just been looking at that. I've just been looking. So we know it's West Ham, Liverpool, Chelsea, Everton, Fulham, Newcastle, Middlesbrough. One of those. And Port Vale. I mean, we what can't is. possibly get fucking Borough, can we? I wouldn't mind Borough away. He's, he's, there's a lot worse places it could have been. I'll be honest. I, I, uh, I did enjoy the Riverside last time I went. But I mean, I think that was 1997. Yeah, we only played them once, and that was Merson scored two penalties, and I think they were both yeah, dodgy. Yeah, Foyley scored both goals for us, I think. I think it was 2-1, was it? And Foyle oh, got one back late. Two. That was Sunderland, I think. Was it? Ah. The stadium alight. We went to them both in the same season, didn't we? And they were both yeah. new grounds that year, yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. No, I, to be honest, Middlesbrough early round, you wouldn't protect... You don't want him. You want one of the big boys. But if you get him, a quarter-final of the Carabao Cup at 15 quid a ticket, you'd expect the Riverside to be full house for a place in the semi-final. So at least you go make some money off it. And then when we beat him and get whoever in the semis, you're making more money. So, we'll have you, have you. I um, do wonder what kind of side they they would put out against us. I think quarter-final of the cup, you're putting your strongest side out. Yeah. And it falls, but it, it does fall before the, before the Christmas period, doesn't it? It falls... Be- yeah. Tuesday the 19th or Wednesday the 20th, it will be. Yeah, and then we play the Saturday, the following Tuesday, the following Friday, and then the following, and then the Monday after that as well, don't we? So it's almost like you've got 
six or seven games in a two-week period. What's happening with Carrick? He hasn't actually he hasn't done great this season, has he? After he had such a good season last season. I, was going to say, I think he's got a bit of credit in the bank with that, hasn't he? And they've turned the form round now. They started awful, although from what Darren at work says, who was a big Middlesbrough fan and season ticket holder, they were still playing good football at the time and they were confident it would turn round. And as of late, they've turned it round. They're playing some good stuff and winning games again now. So, Well, they lost to yeah. someone shit on Saturday, didn't they? Yeah, that was a one-off. Yeah, we're all, we all can all have a blip though, can't we? Yeah, we can. Uh, Johnny's views on low last night. Eight out of ten. The experience Smith needs next to him. Stepped into midfield a couple of times to tidy up. Excellent performance. And I just want Bale send Jason Lowe out for every press match conference because I love listening to him. I think he's fantastic. There was um, one, sorry, just to put it, there was one thing I wanted to add as well. Um, and I don't know what relevance it has. Obviously, we've signed this uh, young midfielder today. He's a kid I, from America. Whoa. Uh, and there was a, <laughs> fucking hell. Um, there was a lot of talk. Of, is, he, is he the replacement for Oli Arblaster, et cetera, et cetera. I am personally wondering if we are now seeing Jason Lowe as a defender and therefore uh, maybe a potential midfield central midfield slot has opened up within the yeah. squad because Jason Lowe is by far a better defender than he is midfielder. Totally agree. And I think that's an happy accident of the injury crisis at the moment at the back that we put Jason Lowe in there and, you know, he's shining, isn't he? And like I say, just send him out for the press match conference, please, Vale, and let us listen to him because I think he's fucking brilliant listening to him. Um, moving on, Tom, unusually, probably the worst of the back three. And it wasn't because he was bad, just the other two were so good, but still an absolute fantastic performance from Captain Smith. Not yeah. the same Captain Smith of the Titanic, by the way. Uh, yeah, no, Smudger was, Smudger was uh, decent again last night. He was, he was Nathan Smith, as Nathan Smith is defensively. A uh, bit of praise for him last night because he was so much quicker passing that ball into midfield. Um, it was something that I battered him for. I think it was either Saturday or the game or the, after the Stevenage game, um, and he was he was he was passing it as quickly as I would expect any any centre half to give it to the midfielders. Um, so fair play to him there. Fair play to him there for listening to me. Um, and taking what I've just said on board. Uh, I know, Bez, I had to stop them because I thought that was going top bin. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, no, great, great performance from Smith. I would probably still go as far as say he was an 8, but I'd say he was probably closer to the 8.1s than he was the 8.9s. Wow, we're getting into points now. Andy, smudgy. Yeah, um, I don't know what much you could say about him, really. He had a I wouldn't say a quieter game, but he wasn't too flustered apart from maybe when he just got caught on his heels when that lad ran almost through on goal. But even then, he, he recovered well. Um, it, it, we weren't under a huge amount of pressure all night. You know, it wasn't exactly we were they were piling on us and, and we were defending for our lives. I think I think all the back three looked to a certain extent comfortable, and he, he had a decent. Yeah, he had a decent evening. Um, I can't really have much more than what's already been said. You know, he's just Nathan Smith, isn't he? He's um, he, he does his job, gets about it very quietly with very little fuss, and 
yeah, he deserves a bit of praise after an uncharacteristic uh, display last Saturday. Yeah, with you. Johnny's gone seven for Smith. Won his head as well and supported Plant a few times. Seven. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, moving on, Andy, the right of the midfield, or wing back, however you want to look at it, we'll go midfield. Tom Sang. Yeah, um, a lot of people raving about him. Um, I thought he had a decent game. I wasn't quite in the camp where I was absolutely delighted with him, but he seemed to do a lot more and get himself involved. He was an outlet down that right-hand side. Uh, he gave, He relieved a lot of pressure just by getting forward, making runs, showing, being available and, and carrying on his runs. Um, one or two of his balls into the box. And I know he's got, he, he was being praised a lot on the radio when he was coming home. Um, one or two were just a little bit undercooked or a little bit flat. Um, but I, I do like that he's, he's obviously told to cross a lot more into the box than he had been doing this season. He's fired a lot of balls in and maybe we saw that as something that we could have got a bit of joy out of. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with him. He's still not really, I don't think he's a natural right fullback, right wing back, but he's working hard at his game. Um, so yeah, chuffed with him. I'm not gonna, not gonna, um, dig out anyone tonight, but I'm, um, yeah, I'm pleased with that how hard he was working at, um, playing a position that he's maybe not naturally accustomed to. Yeah. Tom? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I thought he was decent last night. Um, probably one of his better games um, for me I think he's like Andy said I don't think he's a natural right wing back but I do think he's actually he's getting better every game he kind of plays there um, there's like like Andy did touch on there's a couple of crosses that do it the first man um, which is frustrating but I still think he is by far the best cross of the ball we've got um, and yet, solid game from him. More than more than happy with him. Probably a seven for me last night. Yeah, with you both, I thought he did a good job. Got forward well. Only slight frustration for me to slight is that at times I think he's got room to carry that ball further forward, and he kind of checks and then goes back to the centre half as we look for another ball. And maybe that's the tactics. Maybe that's. But at times I think you know what? There's a bit of space there. Go and run into it. And at times he just seems a little reluctant, but overall, fantastic. Always wanted the ball in space, comfortable and calm on the ball. I remember one instance where he won the ball back on the edge of their penalty area, went through and had a shot, which forced Skipper into a decent save. One you'd expect him save, but a decent save. And yeah, I thought he was, you know, defensively really solid last night and also offers somewhat going forward. So with you both on that. Johnny's remarks on Sangon last night were... He gave Sanger 7 out of 10. Great defensively, but his corners are crap. So, that's where we are with that. Uh, moving on, and let's talk about this midfield. We'll go across the middle. First drawn, I'll go in the order that Johnny's wrote him down, because it's easier for me. Tom, you get the joys to start with, with having a little bit of fun, sir. So. Uh, fantastic, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, I have a he... question for you. Go on, then. Does he put baby oil on his legs before he goes out? Because they're very shiny. 
you're saying this like I leave the dressing room just before the teams come out and join you in the stand. I got a fucking clue, mate. Very um, like I noticed today on the pitch side video. Well, if you you know if you ever manage to get hold of him for the podcast, maybe that can be the opening question. Maybe it can. Luke um, on Saturday when he comes out that tongue, just have a little look at his legs. Uh, I mean, it's probably not going to stick. In, you'll have to text me and remind me because that's it's not something that's going to stick uh, stick in my head. But no, um, absolute mile above anything they had to offer. Um, showed why he's been playing at the level he's been playing at his whole career. Um, just calm. He he almost. And you don't when you when you've been in League Two for as long as we were in League Two for you kind of forget how good these central midfielder players can be when they're confident in their own ability and how easily they can just turn and dip and dive each way. Um, through the amount of times their their centre midfielder tried to second guess which way Fonzo was going and he's just turned it back out and gone the other way. Um, defensively brilliant. Um, you know, he got it, got himself in, stuck in, uh, turning the ball over when we needed it to, and um, coming deep and getting the ball as well off the centre halves. Um, so all round fantastic, nine out of ten for me, Funzo last night. Yep, and Andy, do you want a little bit of Funzo? Oh, I'd absolutely love it. Um, what can I add to that? He just. All three midfielders were just absolute quality, and they're just a, a cut above um, what Mansfield had. And I think some of their fans on their forums have just been sent a screenshot where they they were surprised at how technically good we were since they last played us. Um, Funzo was up to his old tricks last night. He's just um, just so good on the ball, so happy to receive the ball in in tight spaces come out, come out, come away with it in, in places where you think he has no right to. Just tidy up bits and find a white shirt and, and just every little touch, just just he's got that ball under his spell, hasn't he? Um, yeah, amazing. That's what we, you try to say, every little thing he does is magic. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Sting, but I'll, I'll, um, I'll go with that. He's having his retirement match next year in AEW Stingers. Is he? Yeah. 65. Finally retiring after all them years battling Hulk Hogan. Oh, sorry. Is this a different Sting? Sting the wrestling. Sometimes, Andy, you've just got to let Bez chat shite for a bit because he loses everyone, doesn't he? Because he, does, he fails to tell you what he's going on about. Is there a wrestling called <laughs> Sting? It's a wrestler called Sting, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it's where there's been fully grown adults, Bez. We don't know what wrestlers are called nowadays. Sting's been going since the 80s. Has he? Yeah. Probably to hang it up then, doesn't he, really? Well, he does, yeah, he's 65, but yeah. So, Johnny's views are out, and I agree with you both. No, I thought he was absolute fucking class last night. Never give the ball away. Turns one way, then the other. They didn't know what he's doing, and yeah, nearly broke some kneecaps along with the other two when he left them lying. And I don't mean from tackles, I mean just from turning and them not knowing what to do. So, Johnny's gone Ojo 8, a fucking Rolls-Royce and centre mid, and he's left it at that. Moving on, Andy, you get the first little nibble on O Oli Oli. No, you don't, he hasn't for Oli next. He's gone 
the star man, Alfie Divine. Yeah, um, he was very good again, wasn't he? Um, this is what we needed to see from him. Really, is is a bit more of him fulfilling his potential, really. Um, just really, um, I don't know, I, I think you're right, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he alternated, and we, we saw him a little bit deeper at times, then he had a bit more licence to drive forward, I think we had just, I, I mean, I don't know exactly what, what the plan was, but whatever it was, it worked, he, um, he got on the ball, he got forward and he needed to um, for the goal, his little drop of the shoulder. Um, he maybe gets a bit of luck at first, but then after that, he drives forward. He's got options, and I think he just does the keeper with his body shape, with his eyes, and he, he does him early before he's, he's really got set to, to make the save. Um, really pleased. I think he needed a couple of decent games to... Um, set him going and you know he scored two and two now so hopefully this is we we start seeing him delivering what what we're told he's what we're told he is you know what's the sort of play that he is yeah yeah and um going by johnny's rating is johnny's paralysis escape rooms man of the match he was second in mine but john by johnny's rating looks like he's gone with divine tom your thoughts on the star man. Did you like the yeah. song for him? I believe you didn't like Phil's song for him. I, oh, I couldn't get my head around Phil's song. He was just chatting shots again on the bus. I had to, I had to go tell him to sit down like a naughty school child. Um, Ironic being that teacher. Well, yeah. Um, Alfie was probably, for me, head and shoulders above anyone first off. Um, he absolutely ran the show. Everything went through him. Uh, his touches, his passing, uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, he wasn't afraid to take men on uh, with the goal. He isn't afraid to have a shot from outside the box. And funnily enough, how many times have we said, if if you have a shot, you don't know, you know, and it's it's nestled beautifully into the bottom corner um, for him. He died off a little bit when we maybe dropped back a little bit after the goal, second half. Um, but he was still, you know, he was still there running down, running down the corners at, with 98 minutes on the clock. Um, so yeah, best game by a mile I've seen Alfie Divine have for us. Um, and he was, he was my man of the match as well. Yeah. Um, and he gets a 10. Gets a 10. There we go. Tens dished out left, right and centre last night. Well, not quite, but Johnny has gone for a nine for Divine, which is his highest rating. The first time he's looked like a Premier League player in the making in an England international. All-round top performance, suited to being deeper next to Ojo and Arblast. A good finish for the goal as well. And for me, for the goal, he hits it so that it bounces in front of the keeper. He isn't aiming to put the ball straight in the net. He's aiming to get that bounce off the pitch to make it harder for the keeper and that's what an elite player can do, and I do think he's going to be an elite player, Andy. Yeah, he's bouncing, and it's also he's dying away from him because he's with the outside of his foot, so he's just sort of skipping away down down his leg side. So um, yeah, it's 
it's a really clever disguised finish because the keeper just can't read his body shape and his body language. And I, I don't know, I've had people saying, yeah, keeper should save you, but I just think the keeper is surprised a bit. He's, he's hit it too early and, and he can't, he can't set himself for the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, what I like about him, Ollie, I know Joe, to be fair, is all of them last night, they're receiving the ball on the team to get away straight away and, we were, it was as though they got a little bit more freedom. They've been told to get the ball moving forward, travel with the ball. And if you listen to his interview after the game, Alfie, he does say that kind of first off, they've been given the freedom to interchange between the three of them and do what they wanted. And um, second off, he did say it was a little bit more regimented, especially once we got in front. But before that, they were given the freedom to do that. And he certainly showed for me, and I thought they were fantastic with it. So, yeah, great performance. Not quite my man of the match. Um, my man of the match will move on to him and Tom your first on him only just edged him out but I thought it was fucking immense offensively and defensively was everywhere oh Ollie 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 blast it yeah um, I mean he's he's missed out on man of the match by a Nats knacker um, again I, I actually thought the Whilst the deeper role suited Alfie uh, well, I, I actually thought the more advanced role suited Ollie as well. Um, you know, we the way he received the ball on the half turn and started driving towards, and yeah, he, you know, he wasn't looking to to pull the trigger. He was looking to slide players in, but he goes past people like they're not there, and he just breezes past them. And he was so good again last night. Um, and yeah, long may it continue. I think you know after after what he said at the supporters' club, and when you see him on the pitch, you can tell he's happy here. Um, he seems to be, you know, in he's he seems that all the squad get on. He seems to have a decent relationship with Alfie Divine as well. Obviously, with the pair of them going off on England duty together. Um, so yeah, long may that continue if we can play him in more an advanced role uh, and get him on the ball in the in the final in the final third a little bit more. We'll see more more of that from him. But because um, I'll be honest, up till now between him and Fonzo for Player of the Season anyway. Um, but yeah, last night tenacious. Um, he just. He he wanted to win that as much as we did, yeah. and you could tell it showed. And like I said earlier, he grew into the game fantastically. They couldn't cope with him at all. The um, nine, yeah, yeah, and you saw what it meant to him, didn't you? If you see the goal celebration, especially on the pitch side video from the club, you see him running straight to the fans when the ball goes in and then across the front of the fans, and then you just see the beaming smile on his face at full time when the fans are singing his name and. He looks like a lad that's living every one of our dreams. And by God, is he living it and he's doing it fantastically. And I'm giving myself goosebumps. Andy, talk to me about Ollie Arblaster before I get an order. <laughs> it's a good job I can only see your face on that camera. <laughs> um, if, if he doesn't play for England, something like the full England side, something will have gone wrong. Um as as good as Alfie Devine was last night, I thought Ollie was just that little bit better. 
But um, I'm with you. He was my paralysis escape room man in the match. Yeah. Um, he's just... It was... Remember when... I think you were in the box against Reading, weren't you? And yes. You gave him man of the match. Yes. It was that good. It, it was. I remember that day thinking, bloody hell, we've got a player here. And just given how much he was involved with and, and how mature it was. And last night was just another revelation again. It was just... It was just absolutely everywhere. He was just just that shade quicker in thought, getting his foot in. Just just he was just a yard quicker in every single thing he did. Um I, I know he's playing against a League Two team, so you know, League Two players he's probably I think I think we've made that gulf maybe look larger than it is, and, and maybe they did pay us a bit of respect and that a bit too much respect, and and that set a tone for the game. But he, he just absolutely bossed it. I I I, um, I I I absolutely love that performance last night. Yeah, absolutely incredible, and what a player! Unless if anyone's listening from Sheffield, he's absolute fucking dog shot. Release him now. Um, Johnny's views on him were he hasn't given me as much did I give you the view yeah there's it on Divine yeah so all blasted eight it says quiet first off doing the other side of the game brilliant second off so yeah and he's given him an eight whereas he gave Divine a nine so he didn't tell me Divine was his man of the match but by the fact that he was nine I'll go with that so yeah did you um, see the goal cam from behind the goal he tweeted this afternoon. Not yet, but I want to because I saw it on the pitch side video. Ollie runs past it and loops into the camera. Yeah, and it does a little noise. It's like a little shriek. Oh, just going past, yeah. He's just like an excited little kid, isn't he? And I love it. I, I absolutely had, um, love it. Either family or his mates had come down from Sheffield. Yeah, because at the end, it was his mates, yeah, because yeah. he dived into him, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and you could see what it meant to him when he, all the players come over and the fans are singing his name. You could see what it meant to him. It's always incredible. I love the bloke. I really do. Um, moving on, Andy, you got the first on this one, and Johnny's put Planty next on the list. Planty, yeah. Before you do, yeah. it's full time at Old Trafford. Newcastle have beat Manchester United, which means the last eight of the Carabao Cup is confirmed now officially. It's Port Vale, Middlesbrough, West Ham, Liverpool, Chelsea, Everton, Fulham, and Newcastle United. I mean, eight of the Carabao Cup. Realistically, if we don't come out as winners from that, then <laughs> you've got to, you've got to be asking questions of the management staff. You've got to be asking of you know how how much does Carol and Dave Flickcroft really want it? Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, obviously, yeah. Looking forward to this draw, and we are we are covering the draw live like we did last. We are last time. We are. But wait. we're gonna have to do it on Bezzy's hotel TV. Yes. So we're all at the same time. Yes. Can't wait, and we won't have Johnny screaming. It's Mansfield this time. Yeah. Before <laughs> I'm the shitbag. <laughs> but we can have plenty. We need to get through this before we get to the draw. Yeah. Johnny has not booked an holiday for the week commencing. The, well, the Tuesday, the nineteenth of December, Wednesday, the twentieth. Andy Plenty. Um, yeah, he, he was he was good last night without really 
I don't know, either getting on the end of anything or just, just, you know, he just needs to add a bit more. Well, he needs to add goals and assists. Once he does that, he'll he'll be very good. Um, it, it was it was far better than he was on Saturday. Let's let's put that out there first of all. Saturday he didn't have a great game. Last night he was a lot more um, comfortable. He, he looks like he looked more like a wing back. Um, I, I don't know. It just something's not quite there, and I don't know if he just needs to back himself a little bit more when he's sort of um, say if we're going down the right and Sang's crossing the ball in. It always seems as though he's just not quite arriving in time and then he's got to chase the ball from going out for a throw-in from the other side. It's all one my abiding sort of vision of, of Planty is just sort of not quite getting in there. Um, apart from that, um really pleased with him. Second half particularly, he was an outlet. He um, he makes a really good dummy run that um, Divine doesn't use for the goal, but I think it helps um, the keeper taking a, a couple of steps to his right. Um, all in all, I'm happy with him. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, um, I think Andy hit the nail on the head there. Where something just doesn't. He do, to me, and, and it's whether he's not going in there. And I'm I'm a bit worried that maybe he's worried that if he's caught out of position, it's going to cost us. So he almost stays defensive goal side all the time. Um, and you know, I think if he on a couple of occasions, if he do take that gamble, he is going to get a reward for it. Um, it's just picking and choosing when the right time is to go and do that. I think. Um, I'd like to see him. I know he's not left-footed, and but he still should be able to use it to some extent. So I would maybe like to see him try and take his man on a little bit more. Um, but other than that, relatively solid game. Um, I'm not going to give anyone lower than a seven last night, so he gets a seven. Yeah, yeah, and you both hit nail on the head. I thought Don't recovered think. recovered well after Saturday. Um, I thought they were always showing him on his left, knowing that it's his weaker foot, and he probably struggled the most out of all of our players. I would say, however, still. I'm with you, Tom. No one deserves less than a 7 out of 10. Johnny isn't with you. Because Johnny has given him a 6. So I mean, I have said that maybe slightly prematurely. Not the first time. Uh, Plenty That's six. on a Johnny scale of marking, though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah he's a job. tight fucker. Yes. It says, did his job going... Did his job going, but poor offensively. I think he's meant to put... Did his job going back, but poor offensively. Two of reliant on the right peg. So, yeah, I think they were always showing him the line, and he did fine, but he either needs work on his left peg or we need to switch him over to the right. We know it's not going to happen because we've got no one else to play the left at the moment, but doing a job for the team, doing a job for the club, local lad, we're in the quarterfinal, go on plenty. Uh, Tom, next, the best on earth. Wants it great seeing back and fucking hell. I think sometimes you forget how good Garrett is until you miss him. Yeah. Uh, I've already touched on what Ben Garrett brings to the table. Um, the, the, the coverage of 
Fuck me. Sorry, hold on. I've just seen the draw's not on for another 25 minutes. Um, <laughs> You're either going to have to fill or we're going to have to... Yeah, so when I said we need to hurry up, we need to hurry this up because the draw's coming on. I think Ben Garrity's going to have a book written about him now. Um, no, I, every single blade of grass that man covered last night um, and the the channel runs that he makes, and I think I think it's almost there's a bit more of an appreciation when you're in the away end and you see him when he's running towards you and you're that close to the pitch because you can see like what it means to him to get on the end of that ball and when he's when you know the cross didn't quite come off it hit the lad's hand but he was furious with himself for not getting the ball across and. You know, he, he he's back up and he's straight back in and he's sprinting back in. And then I think within 20, 30 seconds, he was covering across to their their right back, Bowery, and then chasing down the centre-half again. Uh, and it's just uh, the energy of the lad, the commitment of the lad is unbelievable. Um, nine out of ten for me yesterday. Yeah, Andy? Yeah, just the amount of ground he covered and just the amount of energy he had was was phenomenal uh, I think it really started when um, out of nowhere he just uh, chased down their right back, he passed it in field, he chased down one of their central defenders and he just kept chasing and chasing and chasing and I think I can't remember if in the end they launched it long and we turned it over um, and after that moment it seemed like he found a second wind in the game and for the last quarter or so of that game, um, he was doing so much running and putting their um, back four under so much pressure. It was such a, a fantastic outlet for us just to just to take the pressure off, really. Um, I was surprised that he lasted as long as he did. I, I half expected him to, to just run himself in the ground and then we'd make a sub, but... He played the full 90. Um, just, you, you do wonder whether we needed him on Saturday and whether he could have played some part in both games, really, because we we missed him. Yeah, we definitely missed him. And I think with Garrity sometimes, when he plays every week, you forget how good he is. And he really, really showed us what we missed on Saturday. I thought he covered every blade of grass, if you said he was fucking excellent. And he really offers us something different when he's on the pitch. We've talked about the silky skill and control of the ball with the other three. But then you've got the great determination of Ben Garrity to add to that. And fuck me, I wouldn't like him up against that midfield. And I can tell you, them other seven sides in the quarterfinal of this cup are shitting themselves at this moment in time. Because they don't want Paul Vale. They don't want Vale. Knock him out of the cup on our way to Europe. Up the Ben Garrity. Johnny um, Hughes. Just, just, sorry, just, just to, uh, while you're saying up... Uh, your your uh, GoFundMe's gone through the fucking roof, lad. Do you know, I've just seen an incredible thank you for that. He's at 155% of his target already. He's on 310 quid. And I only put that up just before I started recording. I tell you, they're not going to put this money towards the John Rush statue. It's going to go towards the Daniel Beresford statue, this. <laughs> I don't know if there's enough gold cover my stomach. But uh, no, honestly, thank you very much, Evans. I've only put that up tonight. And yes, and three and a half weeks' time, I'll be waddling around the Benidorm half marathon 
to raise funds for the John Rudge statue. Full kept wanker because then Simcox will give me 50 quid. John is putting 50 quid and once I finish, so there's another 100 to go on top. And if you can spare an odd couple of quid, I really appreciate it. Thank you for everyone that's donated while we've been recording. And, you know, I really do appreciate it. So I'll be running it in the new third strip. So that's the full kit I've chose. And I'll be buying the shorts and socks so the money goes into the foundation because Simcox says I've got running full kit. So, yeah, it's not going to be pretty. I'm not looking forward to it. It is going hurt like hell, and I am going to get smashed after. But, yeah, Ben is all my half, three and a half weeks. Thank you very much. And, Tom, fundraising, you're looking very baby-faced. Oh, yes. Well, it's that time of year that my lady hates um, because I look like a small child. Uh, yeah, Movember. Um, so I am fully clean-shaven. It's the only time of year you'll ever see me fully clean-shaven. I hate being clean-shaven. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to grow a moustache. So if you do see me throughout November and I am looking somewhat rough and a bit ropey, maybe if I'm just having a cigarette somewhere, don't worry about it. Don't You don't have to lock your kids up or anything like that. But... Um, it is all for a good cause. It's all, all for men's men, men's health, uh, whether that be mental health. Uh, there's a lot that goes towards prostate cancer um, and stuff like that. It's uh, it's fantastic. It's all done through uh, the link that I've shared on my Facebook and Twitter, and I believe the podcast have tweeted it out as well. Yeah. Um, so again, if you can just spare a quid, um, please do. Um, and I will put regular pictures up. Obviously, I won't put daily ones up because that I, 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 I've never been one who's like overnight growth is my. <laughs> don't take that weird, Baz. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably put one up every four or five days just to give you a little update of where we're at and how rough I'm looking. Yeah, but yeah, if, please, if you can, please do. If you do donate, Don. Uh, Tom does give you permission to put them over the fireplace to keep the kids away. <laughs> yeah, just uh, don't be using them for any OnlyFans sites or anything like that. You know, don't want to be in trouble with all the, with all you getting all your subscribers off my porno tashies. No, de- definitely don't. So Johnny's views on Garrity with Garrity Seven. Typical Garrity performance, maybe a bit too heavy second touch twice in the first half when he broke well, but overall supported both Ooch and Loft well. So, yeah, he's given that. Um, Vale have just tweeted, oh, he's getting there. Confirmation of the draw, the numbers for the draw. Number one will be Middlesbrough. Number two will be Port Vale. Number three will be Liverpool. Number four (laughs) will be Chelsea. Five will be Everton. Six will be Fulham. Seven will be Newcastle. Eight will be West Ham. Which one of them fuckers is getting knocked out in the quarters by them mighty I don't want six or one. Don't so we're going to get you don't want Fulham and Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah if they, we're going to get them. Well, if they come out first against each other... Oh, I'll be buzzing my tits off. And then we can enjoy the rest of the draw and see if we get... All the ground-uppers who have been desperate to take off Chelsea with Vale for mm. years and years and years to probably never get a better chance statistically, have been drawn away at Stamford Bridge. Well, so, there's a 1 in 7 chance of drawing them, which makes it a 1 in 14 chance of drawing them away. Ish. It might not be that because of statistical stuff, but I don't know. 
And that's that's Andy showing he's cleverer than me and Baz there. I'd have to sit down and think about each other. it. But yeah, it's it's. Well, it's got to be anti. Yeah, uh, we've got one in it, seven chance of drawing them, and then yeah. double it for if it's away. Because surely that's how it works. Any mathematicians out there that disagree with me, bollocks to you. That's what I'm game with. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, Andy, before we get into the draw, ouch! There he is. Um, I thought he started a little bit slow, but got into it after about 20-odd minutes. It felt like he was really um, played his way into the game. I, I still think he's a little bit of a way off. Um, I don't think he's the ideal sort of player we probably would have signed or, or been well, but I think he didn't lack for endeavour, um, really worked hard, um, looked like he was blowing a bit early second half. I, I mean, to be fair, he made a nuisance of himself. Even if he wasn't particularly perfect, he at least put himself about and, and, and tried to be a, a bit of a pain for the Mansfield defenders. So, um, he, he did, he did a decent job for the team. He did probably as, as, be- as good as we could have expected off him. Yeah. Tom. Ouch. Right then. Um, no, I'm not going to batter him because, he, like Andy just said, he worked bloody hard. You know, he ran himself into the ground, uh, and I don't think his uh, desire or anything like that can ever be brought into uh, dispute because he does. He gives you 110% every single game. Um, for me, it didn't stick to him half as much as I think people are saying. Um, it seemed to bounce off him. There was, you know, a few times when he's, he's tried to lay it off and we've ended up having to go into tackles to win win the ball. Luckily, we've come out with it, so he almost looks as though he's laid off well. Um, but then, I, I think there was one in the first half, and I think uh, Jesse threw it to him. And before the ball got to him, he knew 100% what he was doing. He was going to roll the centre off, and I think he went down... He went onto the, onto his right foot and he crossed it in and then I think their lad put it behind for a corner, but it was a bit a little bit close for comfort for them. Um, brilliant. Second off, I think when he you know he, he pinned pinned the centre off, went to the right, and now he tried to dink the ball to the back stick and he hit the bar, but he knew what he wanted to do when the ball came to him, um, but it just wasn't enough <clears throat> from that kind of. There was too many times he he didn't hold the ball up for me last night. And he bounced off him a little bit. Um, I, I did have something to say then. Oh shit, it's gone. Um, he ah oh, something's got. I can't fucking for life. He was better than Loft. I will say that. Um, by a country bloody mile last night he was better than Loft I just I think this is what I was going to say I think a decent striker last night could potentially get that trick I think we created enough openings enough chances and we just weren't in the box or in the right positions or creating in the right positions 
Um, so, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I am being a little bit harsh on him. I imagine I'll be told I'm being a little bit harsh on him. Um, but it's just, it's a position where I feel like we need to have a bit more of a, a, a standard and not just have someone who runs into people. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, he, he would get the lowest mark last night for me at six. Yeah, well, I, I, it's just work rate effort. He's typical what Vale fans want. They want someone that will run about, put 100%, and defenders bounce off. And I get what you're saying. He isn't going to score you a ton of goals, and his quality isn't of, you know, a Mark Richards, etc. by any stretch of the imagination. But worked hard for the side. He holds the ball up for us up there, which we needed. Got us up the pitch, which, yeah, the midfield help. Uh, Johnny's view on each was 6 out of 10. You never know what sort of first, first touch you'll get. At times he was good, others looked like a trampoline was attached to his foot. Won't score many, but his effort and desire was there. And that was big, Ooch. And then as we've got time, because the draw isn't quite on yet, uh, we're getting ready for that. Loft, you've touched on it, come on. I did lose my shit at one point because as it come on some Vale fans, there was murmurs behind me. And every time he sort of got the ball and laid it off, there were ironic cheers. And I turned this as fucking support him. He's got a Vale shirt on your dickhead. I don't get it. If at the end of the game someone's been shit and you want boo him, if he's been a shit team performance and you want boo the team, I kind of get it. But to single a player out when he's walked on the pitch and done nothing, I think that's a fucking disgrace, I'll be honest. We touched on that with Massey the other day, didn't we? We did, and it's happened um, again. And, you know, I've been quite vocal about, not my dislike, but I don't think that Oops is good enough. I'd never boo him onto the pitch. Um, I'd never, I'd never probably boo an individual off a pitch. It would take a lot for me to boo an individual off a pitch. Mm. Um, but, yeah, he wasn't, you know, he, he didn't cover himself in glory lofty last night, but I don't think he deserved what he got. The, the, there was an ironic cheer when he chested the ball down. Yeah, it was pathetic. Um, Absolute pathetic. And I get I get it, I get it, you know, it, it might have looked as though it was a bit of a lack of effort. Yeah, and for me, he looks like a bloke that's completely devoid of any confidence whatsoever. Andy, views on Lofty? Um, it, it, to me, it looks like a player who hasn't had a pre-season. He, he, I don't know if he was injured in the summer, but he just looks like a player who isn't anywhere near match fit. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's maybe been injured all summer and he's just trying to build up his fitness now. Um, yeah, he, to be fair to him, there was I think it was a defensive corner, and, and he, he he made a really good header at sort of near post-ish, around yes, sort of did. front front postman. Um, that Got was probably the halfway line. Yeah, um, it might have been the only header he won all evening. I don't know. Um, and if he was bad, um, how, how bad was that bloke who came on for him without a name or number on his back? <laughs> Sorry. Oh God! <laughs> what actually happened there? I didn't actually see what happened there. I'm guessing there was blood on his shirt, but I never actually saw any. Yes. I know it was ripped, but I don't know. Couldn't tell from in the ground. But yeah, so yeah, great result. 
we're into the last eight. I've just turned the laptop so Tom and Andy can see my screen ready for the draw. While we get ready for it, we'll do a quick preview. Saturday, Tom, FA Cup. The ironic thing, if we win on Saturday in the FA Cup, we'll have made more prize money out to the FA Cup than we have in making the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup. Yeah, it's um, it's not the most uh, profitable cup competition, is it, this one? Um, but we're here now. We all want to get through these cup competitions to get these big ties. That's it. From a fan's perspective, a lot of the times that is the only reason why we want to do it. Um, I imagine if we can get a TV game out of this, that would somewhat boost um, boost our money. And obviously, you're going to get a bigger attendance. You're going to get off the off the money off that. So maybe this is a competition for the further you go through, the more beneficial it is. I still think we should have enough out of it, I think, yeah. to oh, maybe yeah. purchase someone in January or, or maybe, you know, awesome. add to add to a wage bill. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, Saturday's another cup game. We've got to go into it looking to win it um, because it, it, it's not really going to affect us too much later on down the line and I think the FA Cup's always good to be in isn't it yeah, um, yeah. so whilst I'll be honest I wouldn't mind him making a couple of changes Saturday but I would want them to be um, I think the only youngster I'd even consider bringing in would be Reese Walters just because of how well he's played in the other games mm. Um, but yeah, or do you say them to wreck them on the Tuesday? Well, that's the other bonus, isn't it? You know, when you're in all these competitions like we are, we've got um, we've we've got that many games. You know, Tuesday is fighting for uh, top, top spot, isn't it? Which is yeah. a home draw in the next the next round. I don't think anybody's really that asked about that competition. No, but again, uh, it's eight grand if you win on Tuesday. It's, I believe this year it's forty-one and a half grand if we win on Saturday. Right. Okay. Well, it's, it's money. Do you know what I mean? We could potentially we could have a very good week financially for the club. Yeah, and they did say in the at the start of the season where they did the club forum that in the budget for the season they budget to go out to all the cup competitions at the first round, not because they're pessimistic and they think we're going to get beaten in the first round or everything, but because actually that's the right way to run a club. Because if you're going budget that you're making a quarter of a million out of all the cup competitions and you go out in the first round, all of a sudden you're in trouble. So anything that we make in the cup competition should be a bonus on top of what the club is expecting. However, we do know there's extra costs coming up, such as the toilets and the paddock that need doing, and people seem to think that a magic fairy is going to pay for them. Unfortunately, they're not. It's going to have to come out of the club some way or the other. But people seem to think that it doesn't. So, whether the funds, you know, the game be spent somewhere, aren't they? But, Andy, any changes for Saturday or are you going with the same 11 from last night? Presumably, if Big Deb got kicked in the head and went off with concussion, he won't be able to play Saturday. Yeah, I mean, there might be some tinkering around the edges because that's what tends to happen these days because it's um, our, our managers work. But I'd want to keep as much continuity as possible you know it it's a week's a long time in football and you know we could make the Cheltenham defeat look like it was a long time ago 
if we um, if, if we get a good result on Saturday. So um, last night we gave ourselves something to build on in terms of form, confidence, playing ourselves back into form. Um, we want to build on that. We don't want to knock it down. So um, don't get too ahead of yourselves. Don't get too silly. Uh, just, just play, you know, you near enough your strongest 11 and go for the win. And then you've got to use that and, and take it into the league when the next league game's Lincoln away, is it? Uh, we just got to yeah. get just, just, um, no funny stuff. Just, just, just get, you know, get back onto winning ways like we have, keep it going. And then that, that's how we, that's how we'll, pick up points and start getting up the table and by the time we do play the League Cup game and maybe the FA Cup second round, you know, that'll be before that if if we get through, we'll be um we'll be you know, we won't have to worry about it distracting from the league as long as we're you know, two or three wins between now and Christmas and you you think we'd be in a a decent spot for you know, just just Mid table, you know, wrong course to finish. Nicely mid table, and with a, with a bit of a with a bit of cup excitement, that's a decent season. Yeah, no, definitely is, definitely is. And for me, if any players need resting, rest them Tuesday when we play Wrexham. Don't rex rest them Saturday. Saturday's the FA Cup, big competition. If we can get to round three, there's big prize money to be had from winning round one and two, and then who knows who you're going to go. Go and get, but who knows who you're going to get in a minute when the cup draws on. So just before it is, brought to you by avtimings.com. For those of you AV Timings, get yourselves over it. Have a look at the races he's got coming up. Mainly off April next year. I've got myself signed up. That's the off. I'll be aiming for a decent time at Benidorm. It's just about getting round in one piece. Andy, as you're not on mute, we'll go with you first. Time of the Sorry. first goal score. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was just, it was easier for you because you haven't got on mute. So. All right. Time of the first goal scorer and who is the first goal scorer and full-time score brought to you by avtimings.com. Um, let's go with... Um, hmm, not thought about this. I should have thought about this before I started. Um, I'm going to say um, Uchi, 41 minutes. And full-time score. Three two, I think we're gonna. Um, we've lost three two to him last couple of times. I think we're gonna turn that round. Oh, nice we'll bit score, of symmetry. Score three goals in a game. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, cup. It's the form. The form that goes out the window. Does Tom? Who are you going with? Uh, Alfie Divine. Seventeen minutes. Two 0 Vale. Nice. I am going go. Oli 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 Oli. Lasty. Thirty eighth minute. Vale three one. I'm getting three goals as well, Andy. We're all of a sudden, it's just going go in. It's going to each on the head and go in. Well, I was, I will be honest. I was tempted to go three 0 myself because um, I thought about the last time when we played Burton, and I think was it we, we had 228 shots on target. Yeah. Um, eight on target. Uh, <laughs> their goalkeeper had a blinder, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and I fully expect Burton to play their full strength side and not make any changes because I they, think they need the money rival. just isn't yeah. Um yeah, yeah, they're the ones who love it as a Staffordshire Derby, aren't they? Yeah. Um but yeah. 
I, I'll be honest, my, my, um, my mental capacity can't seem to look forward to that game too much yet, knowing that there's a cup draw uh, yeah, seconds that's, that's, away. Um, I've just seen gonna... a good point about a cup draw. There's, given the teams that are left in it, you could have a Merseyside derby, you could have a West London derby, and you could have a, a um, North Tyne, Tyne Tees derby, which leaves us against West Ham. Yeah. Uh, oh, is it? Oh, is West Ham? Is it? Yeah. I, I saw somebody else. They're the only two. Uh, I'd put out. Yeah, put something on, and it was West Ham Chelsea, which left us with Fulham. Um, but yeah, Fulham Chelsea is actually the derby there, isn't it? It is sort of. Isn't Chelsea's ground in Fulham technically something like that? I have no idea. It's something like that. I'm, I'm not very good with London, but apparently. It's London boroughs and stuff like that. Yeah, I have no idea, but you're doing well at Felling while Sky decided yeah. to going to interview oh, Ten Hag. Yeah. Oh, unmute it. I want to hear what he says. It isn't muted, but I don't... To be honest, though, you, know, you need to turn the brightness down. It looks like Ten Hag's <laughs> on the fucking moon. <laughs> well, he might He's be somewhere soon. Well, I turned them off because I thought that dealt with... No, it doesn't. Turn them back is that, on. Is that how you normally watch the telly in your hotel room? <laughs> I don't want to know how he normally watches the telly in his hotel room, the filth bag. No, oh, now we're in the ensuite. I'm only in a Marriott tonight. Oh, only? Yeah, just the Marriott tonight. Do you get a discount? No, I don't get a discount. Why would I get a discount? Well, I don't know. The partners of Port Vale, apparently. Are they? Yes, yeah, you should have gone into the uh, into the reception wearing your shirt. I did, I think. No, I didn't. I was still in my suit when I got here. Mm. Still on yeah, so anyway. you just got to submit it on Conquer. Yeah, however, there. just... Oh, no, it's just Ten Hag's dead, got his upright head. Yeah, he hasn't. It'll settle down, don't worry. Yeah, so as, as as people are probably aware, we're not watching this on our own TVs because there is a, a sync problem with that, that one person sees it before. What have you done? Bess has turned it off now. I thought I was changing the brightness. What an absolute you plan the pot. channel. What, what, what's that? I put the menu on. Tally, no, it's just the... It's the uh, Menus the SAS thing on Channel 4. Uh, where's the bloody... Oh, God. We might be all watching it on my TV in a minute because Bazzy's oh, boss does. Menu. That's that menu. You want... What, are you on the right HDMI source? No. This that's is what I'm looking good for. podcasting, this, isn't it? <laughs> listening to, listening oh. to this. That button, don't worry, I found it. So how long have we got to fill no, for now? Uh, until the draw's on. I'll give or take a couple of minutes. I'm going to have to turn my phone over as well. Yeah, I'm going to put mine on silent and turn it over. Uh, because I don't want it to... Uh, I don't want it, someone to text me. No, or me. Here's something. That. Here's something. I'll, I'll fill a minute with what? some nonsense. Uh, Germany tonight, Germ- um, their cup, their DFB Pokal, um, Zabrücken, who are 15th in their third tier so we're 16th in, in the third tier of English football um, they've just knocked Bayern Munich out have they? yeah 
injury time winner. So that's a pretty big thing in Germany. So, That'd be uh, like us knocking Man City out, but some fuckers beat it too. We said we, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm just saying though. There's a, there's a bit of um, bit of German football going on this week. Yeah, Coppen City. Anything can happen. Copa del Rey's happening as well this week. No shocks I've seen yet. I think Hetafe beat somebody twelve nil. Yes, I saw the Getafe won twelve nil. Who the fuck were they playing? Somebody, I don't know, some semi-pro amateur team. Oh, it's still very bright, Baz, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not touching it again, though. Is it bright for you? No. Mm. Well, this is no. an awkward couple of minutes, isn't it? Just coming through. It says, uh, just waiting for you. I'm just seeing if... Who do you want? If you could have anyone you want on there, who do you want? I want, in fact, I'm just looking at my Virgin Go is actually further behind than the tally, so I won't do that. I was wondering whether I could do that. I want Liverpool, and I would like him at home just because, as I said in the last round, it's ages since we've had a big boy at Vale Park. However, for money purposes, obviously you'd want him away. Because if I did the maths quickly, let's say there's going to be 45,000 at £15 a ticket. That's 675 grand. If we get 45% of that, it's 300 grand. 303,750, just giving the match. Yeah. The I don't think and they're planning on opening the top tier at Anfield this side of Christmas, are they? So I don't no, think Which it'll is be why ready. I say 45,000, because one that's done, I know that's 60,000. And I said 45 because Chelsea's 45,000, and West Ham's, what, 40 odd, Everton's 40 odd. Anfield was my first ever away game in 91. It was, it well, was amazing. Well, it was 3 all. 2 2. 2 yeah. all, 2 all. Foyley and Vandalan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember, but I've seen the goals. Has Foyle ever talked to you about them goals, Tom? That goal yeah, but funnily enough, though, I think, was it so many years ago the other day? Yeah, I think it was I think last week. I think it was 30, think, yeah. 32 years ago. It might have been Monday, I think, because yeah. um, Kerry put it on to a story, um, and I saw it on there. Um, no, to be fair, when, when Martin speaks to me, I won't tell you what he calls me. Um, so, we don't really get get to his goals. Uh, but no, yeah, ideal one for me. If you move us a little bit closer, Bess, I reckon we might get better. That's better. That's what Gavin, that is. Right, we can do that one. You might, you might have to put us on a chair or something. Have you got what? another chair? Why aren't they really stood near the hat? Why are they sat round... Because they still haven't got that far. Are they going to go to another advert break before they Probably not. Let's try it on there. That's the angle, isn't it? It's better. Yeah, that's better. No fucking hell. Oh. <laughs> Andy Cole's froze. The bloody circle of death here. There we go. Oh. <sighs> So, yeah, who are you two game with, Tom? Ideally, who do you want? Ideally, I want Liverpool or Chelsea away. Uh, Liverpool, Chelsea or Newcastle? Uh, I've never been to the three of them. Um, I think every other ground I've been to, I think. Um, so, yeah, I uh, and I'd like them away. Let's, you know, let's have a nice little trip for Christmas. A uh, bit of something different. 
definitely be something. Yeah, what about you, Andy? Who would you like? Um, St. James's Park could be great. Um, Exeter out. Very good. Um, Goodison I've already been to. Wouldn't mind going again before the bulldozers come. Um, Stamford Bridge, tick that off because I don't think we'd ever get another chance um, in a lifetime to go there. Um, probably knowing us, we'll get him in both cups by either side of Christmas now. Um, yeah, Olympic Stadium, it's not great, but it'd be good to tick off. Um, there's, there's no terrible draw there. It's just sort of degrees of um, good, really. We, we might end up taking a good idea off someone, though. It's the only thing. Or someone um, might end up taking a good idea off us. Yeah, yeah. And I'm probably not thinking the latter is the uh, most obvious thing. Uh, yeah. I've, just, I've just heard Shay Given say on Sky, let's uh, keep drawing this out and see how long we can take to the draw because Bez is waiting to go Bez. Well, not so fred, do you? Ex Stoke, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's just doing it deliberately. Midnight before I was in bed last night. It's 11 yeah. o'clock tonight for this bloody draw. Yeah, early night tomorrow, Tom. You've got a weekend coming up. Oh, I know. I know, it's chaos. I mean, this is just... Not anything special, just a weekend. Well, yeah, I'm going to try and be good. Yeah. Hopefully Uh, they want to go out in case I get ID'd. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and at this point, I don't know if I've able to patch part one and part two of the pod together or not. Well, I thought, you know, it, we, no, it's nothing to do with me. If it doesn't go to plan, then blame uh, blame Bess. Blame Johnny. Yeah. Well, yeah, fancy having holiday mid-season. For having no faith that we would reach the round of 16 of the Carabao Cup. I can't believe it. Well, it's in just the round of 16 now. It's the quarters. And I've got to say, that video that Vale Media put on today of... The away end singing the wonder you were full time sent goosebumps down me. It did, it did. I uh yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed the videos. Um the different angles of Alfie's goal I enjoyed. Um I've seen a few clips on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter that have kinda um shown fan reaction. They're off we, of the draw. We are coming into the draw now. They're just showing the Carabao Cup, which you'll be able to see in person next season at Vale Park. Oh, we're going to have another advert break. (laughs) (laughs) Bankers. It's an absolute fucking shower of shit. Yeah. They're doing this on purpose now. I know. And I'm worried. I can't look at my phone because I know, obviously, the stream is slightly behind. Yeah. I'm worried that the draw has already already started. I don't think it has, you know, because I don't think it's that far behind the stream. Oh no, because someone who's watching live has just said just another five minute break for his laughing face. I think we're literally seconds behind. I don't think we're oh, like if... minutes behind. Because when I looked at my phone, which I have got the legal version go on my phone that I pay for, this stream was actually in front of that. Right, okay. So obviously it won't be live live, but it's quicker than your version go, so it's probably seconds out. That's all right. And I have just looked at my phone and I haven't had any messages yet, so... no. No. I'm sure if we get uh, a Liverpool or a, Man- uh, well, a Newcastle, yeah, that I'll get, I'll get, I'll get 
tax off people to get uh, tickets that I haven't spoke to in five, five, well, I haven't spoke to since we probably played Spurs away. Yeah, no, um, Man City. Man City, yeah, Man City, that was another one. Um, yeah. You know, I think, I think we deserve a bit of a, a bit of a decent draw. You know, you see these clubs sometimes and they tend to get, uh, decent draws every time around. They always seem to land. I think Burton went through a bit of a phase of getting decent draws in the cups. Yeah, he did. Reading seems to get Man United away every other year. Yeah. Well, um, it hasn't done them any good financially, has it? No. <laughs> oh, no, they're in the shit currently, aren't they? I think yeah, they've had they, something else happen today, haven't they? Yeah, they, they've pulled out. Yes. Whoever was going to buy it have pulled out, haven't they, saying? Yeah. Uh, with the and exclusivity. Well, they still haven't paid HMRC as well, so they've yeah. been referred to an independent thing. Rather than just saying, right, we're going to deduct more points, they've referred it to somebody else. Yeah, and did you see the Sheffield chairman statement he released this week? Because he said to him last month, didn't he, because he got that much stick, he said, well, it's costing me two million a month, this club is, to just keep it going. I'm not putting another penny in now. The fans, if you don't like the way I'm doing it, you can put the money in. And have you seen the statement he released this week? Was this the £200? Yeah, £100. If 20,000 fans put, was it 100 or 200? Oh, it could be 100 quid, yeah. Yeah. Said if twenty thousand of you put hundred quid each in, that's two million. That will cover you for this month. Yeah, he's off his tits, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you're giving owners stick, be aware that that's what they could turn around and do. Well, you you look at him doing that, and you think he probably deserves a bit of stick. Yeah, there is that. But yeah, at the end of the day, he's made the decision to buy the football club. Yeah. Nobody else. Nobody. N- none of the fans forced him into buying it. No. Um, and we, we, just a quick one. We do apologise for how long this bit of uh, filling yeah. is taking. We didn't. Ex- we expected we would probably be talking about who we got now. Yeah. Uh, and instead, we are going through our 88th uh, Sky commercial break since the game finished 20 minutes ago. Yeah. There's. Um, it's always adverts for. Erectile dysfunction, isn't it? In the middle of the football. There, there, there may well be. I can't say I've ever noticed. Of really? course, I've ever noticed that. Are you sure that you're watching it on like your computer where the um, <laughs> personalised for you? Yeah, personalised adverts. <laughs> I am getting towards that demographic, yeah. Hey, up. Trailers. Now they're telling you what championship matches are on, but yeah. yeah. And yeah, for anyone on about owners and clubs and that, the price of football on Friday released about a 38-minute podcast with Andy Alt talking about his decision to put Accrington up for sale, etc. And really interesting. I enjoyed it, to be fair. So, AR draws on the way, and now they're just showing highlights of the West Ham Arsenal game. <laughs> they aren't really going to show the highlights. No, they are. They're going to show AR. Jared's taking a corner. Jared puts the corner in, and it's, it's in his own net. Ben White heads past his own keeper into his own net. Oh, yeah. And what the fuck's he done to his hair? I w- that was another thing. That ma- it was that m- number 15 who played for Mansfield. That's probably the worst haircut I've seen all season. Oh, the uh, the mullet, the blonde yeah. mullet thing. It looked like a black lace tribute act or something like that. Or he looked like sort of the sort of haircuts you used to get in the middle of the noughties, like you know when Chris Birchall had a stripe in the back of his head. Oh uh, yes, the, the old neo mullet sort of face. Beckham when he had a mullet. 
wonder if the game why show more highlights before the draw. Why are we watching all this shit? I don't know. I couldn't care. You have got the right channel, haven't you? Well, Sky Sports. Yeah, it's all right. I'm just, you know. That'd be such a better thing to happen as we're sitting here and we haven't seen the draw because you've got have, the wrong channel. Have we not learnt from... Uh, that would be the best thing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You've got me worried now. It's on Sky Sports Premier League. Well, it's either it's either this or do some editing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing any more editing. I've already got put part one and two together. Fucking <laughs> So we apologise. What we will do is... No, nobody's even listening to this bit. They're all skipping. No, because we have had quite a lot of messages saying, are oh, you doing a live reaction to the draw again? Yeah, so we're sorry that it's 15 minutes of tripe. Um, yeah. Well, let's be honest, after the podcast, it's just two hours of tripe. Well, yeah. There's, um, <sighs> two minutes to 11 now. I know, when we're watching we're fucking West Ham, I couldn't give a shit. No, I couldn't. Um, I haven't had any messages, so I'm guessing the draw hasn't been done yet. No, I haven't had any messages either. And, it and, did and, and, and now I'd get a message head. even if we got um, even if we got Borough and you yeah. would get a message, probably saying fuck's sake, yeah. um, off me dad. But uh, right, there we go. That's 3-1. Let's wrap it up now. Let's get this draw going. Christ, yeah. work in a few hours. I reckon they're filling until 11 o'clock. I reckon go for it. I reckon so. Or just like just been twat. Absolutely doing this over. Um yeah. so we we hope everyone enjoyed last night. We hope everyone got back safely. I think it was yeah. about midnight when I got back. Yeah, I was staying in a hotel literally ten minutes in the ground, so I was back for twenty past ten, half ten. Oh, got lovely. back um got back to my mum and dad's where I stayed over at some point around I don't know, maybe quarter past eleven. But we went um, Ashbourne way, then yeah. approached Leek, and then took yes. a bit of a um, took a bit of a off road turn around Bradnip, and went round the back of um, sort of heading towards Ipstones, but not into Ipstones. So I ended up uh, coming out um, round the back of uh, Chaddleton Railway Station, the old uh, heritage steam railway thing. Oh uh, yeah. And then uh, a few drops off around talk, and then Rory ended up back in Congleton. So yeah, cheers, Rory. Yeah. If you if you're still listening, if you've uh, if you're got not out, yeah, if you've not turned off. Oh, David Moyes, <laughs> just what you want. <laughs> it's all right. Someone, <laughs> Soph, Soph Barber's just sent me a Snapchat. Of exactly what we're watching, right? That's so all right, man. We are all right. We haven't. They haven't. Sky haven't changed over halfway through and just decided they're going to re-show yeah. the Arsenal West Ham game. This this is relatable. This is everyone else is. Everyone else knows what we're going through because that, they're watching the same shit. When yeah. when they listen to this, they'll be like, "Yeah, I, I was I was doing exactly the same at, 11, <laughs> at, at one minute past eleven on Wednesday, the first of November." Yeah, we're listening to fucking David Moyes talking rather than them getting the draw done. I just had a message in one of my Vail group chats that says, the draw for the quarterfinals will take place on December the 7th after extended <laughs> highlights of Kirshen Ashton versus Fennimore United. It's absolutely outrageous. I don't understand why we need to... I don't understand why we need all this bollocks. This is so typical of Sky Sports though, isn't it? Yeah. It's just dross. 
Whoever There's no lower league teams left in the draw because they're just focusing on, you know, the Premier League games. I mean, they might be waiting for the fucking Newcastle fans to get home before they do this draw. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll wave to them as they come past because obviously I'm in no talent, Newcastle. Christ. I'll wave to them as they come past because I'm just down the road from Old Trafford, but... Well, you tell me when I'm on the way. I won't uh, see them. <laughs> you probably saw the United fans go past about an hour and a half ago, did you, Andy? Stoke Yeah, I mean, it gets pretty busy. Um, down, uh, some of them try to make a, an exit down this way and sort of avoid the M60, but just one of those things, really. Match, match days are a bit of a hey, pain. What's Ooh. coming on now? Now they're showing you the results. Port Vale. Port Vale. Oh, I mean, I feel like we, we, we did this half an hour ago. This was the we start did. before, you know, we went into 60. I swear to God, if they have another advert break, I am going to fucking riot. What, they put the highlights of Ayle Mansfield on? I just, I don't, I've watched them that many times. I don't need yeah, to no, see them again. Fair. Yeah, maybe they'll put the Ipswich full of highlights on next. Oh, oh no, Bez again. What are you doing with that remote, Bez? I just turned the volume up. Right, well, that's not don't. the remote for the fire stick, it's the TV oh, remote. Here we go, look. Here, oh, they're here, they're doing yeah. it live at Old oh, Trafford. We've got a podium, we've got three podiums. Andy Cole's doing it. Oh, God. Can you hear it or not? I'm sitting by the tally. Need a little bit more. Right, there we go. We can hear it. Chappers. So, two ver- three versus two for me. In that order. And if anyone listens to this and says we can't have the audio with this on, fuck yourself. Oh, God. Oh, it's Izzy's doing the home team. Here we Izzy's go. Izzy's giving him a swill. Here we go. First ball out, number five. Go on, I'll take that. Yeah. Repeat the 1996 FA Cup third round. We're good. Round. Number two, we are. Who's this? Number six. Ooh. Well, that gets rid of uh, full. And Nicole says, is it that way? There's only eight teams in it, so it's only going to be number nine, is it? My phone's just gone. <laughs> oh, mine, it's on silent. Don't look. Right. Don't look here we Six balls left. Everton, Fulham are out. Bale still in there. Cole treats us nicer than his oh. lad did on the opening day of the season. Is that Chelsea? Chelsea? Yeah, Chelsea. Go on then. Absolute shaggers. Come on, Andrew. Here we go, Andy. What's he doing? Number seven. Oh. So close. Newcastle. Oh, that's not. So there's us, Liverpool, Middlesbrough and West Ham left. Fuck off. <laughs> my, phone, my phone is going ballistic. <laughs> Mine's on silence, so I don't know if it is. Mine's too. But it's home. But it's home. It's number two. We're at home. Number three. Come on. Number three. Let's four. get fucking built quickly now. Who is it? Roofer in first thing in the morning. Go on. Number one. We've got Bora. Fuck it. Fuck hell. off. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I don't oh. believe that. What? I, I feel like I've been kicked in the bollocks and then shagged up the arse. <laughs> I was convinced it was going to be Liverpool then. Fucking Middlesbrough. What? You useless bastards. Why have you drawn that? <laughs> I play Mandy Cole. Was the last time he played Borough at home, was that on Sky and it was on a Friday night and it was the week before we played Huddersfield to stay up? 
they're not even going put us on tally, are they? It's the only no. AFL tie in there. They might put them all on tally. They might stagger them all. One thing, he guaranteed an AFL side in the semi-final. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. I mean, it looked they, like Exeter gave him quite the run for the money last night. Yeah. Big um, got a point to prove against his former club. That is... But for the last... <laughs> absolute dog shit. <laughs> for the last three rounds or so, have we drawn the lowest-ranked team other than ourselves? Well, yes. Sutton. Now that we are the lowest ranked team in Yeah, there. we drew Sutton who were the lowest ranked, and we drew Mansfield who were the lowest ranked, and then Middlesbrough are the only other EFL side in there about us. I mean, the, Andrew Collins, right, you fucking I get, I get there is a gulf, but there is, uh, <laughs> we, we, we have a chance of getting to the semi finals of the League Cup there. We do. You know, there was one goal in between us and Mansfield last night. There was one goal between them and Exeter. Yeah. I, I don't... Exeter currently are playing just as wonderfully as we are by the looks of things. Yeah. We're at home. We're at home. I would expect 11, 12,000 for that. I hope so. Quarter-final At least. Quarter-final so. of the Cup, we can't... Yeah. You know, I would expect them to probably bring 2,000, 3,000, if yep, not. I know. Darren from work, I am sure, will be arranging that he's in the office in Leek that week or that day so we can come to Vale Park for that. Big Middlesbrough fan. I'm actually at a broker in Middlesbrough on Friday morning who's a Middlesbrough season ticket holder, so I'm sure we'll have a bit of a chat around the quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup on Friday. Yeah, some good Vale Borough could connections down the years, Bernie, Bernie Slaven. Yeah, big Bernie, Bernie Slaven said earlier he wanted this he wanted this game to come out for Dean two Glover, years old, Mickey Cummings, yeah, you yeah, know, there's, yeah, there's quite Cummings, a few. Yeah. Uchi um, and Yeah. Yeah. Say no more. <laughs> yeah. Big Uchi. Right lads, I'll let you go now that disappointment's happened. Yeah. Um, well what well, like I'm sorry sorry for the twenty five minutes of filling. You can blame Sky for that. And also you can blame Andy Cole for drawing fecking Middlesbrough instead of Liverpool. Yeah. Could have drawn Liverpool or West Ham and he's drawing Middlesbrough. Yeah. So, so there's a 33% chance of Middlesbrough at that point and a 66% percentage of West Ham. The Cole family have had it in for us all season, haven't they? Yeah, well, yeah, to be fair, they're just ruining our season, aren't they? Swats. Right, lads, I'm going to see if I can piece this together, get it out. You two get bad. I'll be in bed soon. Okie doke. Everybody, thanks for bearing with us for that disappointment of a draw. But the positive is the semi-finals are looming. Up the fucking veil. We're all going on a European tour. Have an ale and up the veil. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 
So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking at who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, order delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.